0: Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Welcome into Mox on the Mic, presented by SmartBank. The Chattanooga Mox take the football field for the first and currently the only time in 2020. Mox will face the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky from Conference USA. Kickoff from Bowling Green is set for Saturday at 4 o'clock. Don't forget, you can watch it on ESPN3 or you can join Jim Reynolds and Todd Agney on the Mox Sports Network. They'll have the call for you on WFLI on Saturday afternoon. It's been a while since we last sat down with Mox football coach, Rusty Wright. We touched on a lot of topics this week with Coach Wright, including the Mox preparation for Western Kentucky. Here's this week's Mock's on the Mic presented by Smart Bank with Rusty Wright. What'd you get out of fall practice?
1: Well, we got last spring we missed and then some extra practices you know we so everybody's going through fall ball right now that's not playing okay and my whole goal for the whole thing was to be able to get my spring in i missed with those red shirt freshmen that didn't get it and get my fall ball in i knew we were going to have some opportunity to practice this fall i mean whether we were playing a game or not and that's all we did we stole about 12 practices that i mean that's, that's what we did to give ourselves an opportunity. So, I mean, it was – that was my whole goal for this whole thing was just to make up time somehow, some way, you know, on the field and then have an opportunity to do what we need to do. And, you know, we, fortunately we get to go
0: play a game. Coaches are notorious planners. How important was it to have a plan going into this, to, to, to have a goal in mind and to know what you wanted to get done during this?
1: well when they started canceling things that's when i had to change plans again at one point in time i was on the no plan plan because it kept getting changed (laughs) um and you know when when we canceled all right my whole my whole deal was all right i knew we were going to be able to practice at some point in time i knew we were going to have a spring type deal in the fall and i was trying to figure out a way okay how can we manufacture more to where it's legal you know NCAA wise and, and do the right things and and make up to see guys I mean we didn't get to see I didn't get to see Brock Mathea last spring you know I mean he needed that time we needed that time to work with him and, and those other guys you know so I mean that was it, it went to I'm tired of thinking about changing and making plans I just want to get into a routine and a rhythm and you know we're going to play one game and then I got to change again we're going to change again and and change how we're going to do things afterwards and
0: it is what it is what's the number one question mark about your football team in your mind right now
1: you know i don't know what kind of football team we are i mean and i don't know if a one game sample size is going to be enough but every football team is different everyone has a different identity everyone has a different way i mean that that's a completely different team than went to vmi november 22nd or whatever it is so and it's changed You know, from that time when we were going to start fall camp to now. And uh, you have to see how they react, how they handle situations. Um, We talked about it a lot last couple of weeks, how we need football adversity in our life. We had not had a whole lot of football adversity, which I'm interested to see how these guys handle some of that. I mean, you try to put it to them, you know, in practice, but it's not the same until you get out there and play a game and go through that. And when we kick off Saturday, there's going to be some adversity real quick. I mean, because we got to figure out how to catch up to the speed of it and, you know, and take care of things.
0: You mentioned this team being different now than the one that you finished last season with. You finished last season kind of beat up, really, with the injuries, especially at running back. Bring us up to date on a limb and TP and, and where those guys are right now. Well, they're they're
1: 100% back, full go. Uh, excited about watching those two go and play. You know, really excited about those two being healthy and being able to play so i mean they're their're full go look like they just rolled out of there you know last week, and we've been playing and and all that and they've had good they've had good uh, fall camps, whatever you want to call what we just did um both of them running hard running behind their pads and and i'm I'm excited about having those two guys
0: with us and and looking forward to seeing what they can do. We talked with coach Malone here well, it's been a little while ago now, but um, how big of a boost was it for you guys to be able to get Harrison Moon back?
1: Well, I mean it's huge because you can't replace experience. I mean that's that's the thing. He's been in the Southern Conference. He's played in you know big games and, and and done that. You you can't you can't trade that because hopefully there's situations and times come up. You know he he gets things done when they're supposed to get done. And unlike a you know a red shirt freshman or a true freshman you throw out there, they may. Not understand the situation, which sometimes that's good too. But you, you know, I mean, it, it's huge when you can go. Okay, there's a guy's played a lot of football. We're good there. You know, let's figure out how to make these other pieces better, or let's get these. You know, he can play. Let's make sure we get these guys, these reps, and see how much better we can get them in this time. You know, and that's that's the thing. That's what you try to do. You try to build your depth however you can build it, and that's
0: that's the thing. So I haven't counted the numbers necessarily, but it feels like. You've got depth on the offensive line. You've got guys that have played. How comfortable are you with that depth chart? Uh, you
1: know, the first five, pretty good with, um, but there's redshirt freshmen behind them, basically, you know, and a couple of freshmen. And that's, that's what you're trying to cultivate. That's what you missed by not having the spring. That's why we have to try and cultivate it this fall. Uh, but feel good about the first five. Um, I think. You know, I think Brock Mathea, I think Sam Hall, I think Cam Perry are going to be good players here. Uh, Reed Williams is a true freshman. I think he's going to be a good player. He needs he just needs the weight room. But this experience, I mean, those redshirt freshmen and freshmen, we just kind of threw them to the wolves out here, you know, during fall camp. just let them, I was like, boys, make them go play. You know, I said, they can't play enough right now, and, and we'll see how they act and all that. So I think in the long run it'll be good for us. But those first five, really good with them i think they'll i think they'll at least line up and battle you and fight you and and we'll get everything we can out of them and then we got to find whatever the pieces are behind them to make it fit and make it work if you got eight or nine feel really good because i mean you right. know we got at one point last year we had five right you know so i mean right I-
0: anything over five for us i'm not sure malone will know how to act so we'll, we'll get it figured out what did drayton arnold show you that separated him in that competition at quarterback,
1: uh, you know, he's just been around. I mean, he's, he's been around long enough to understand things a little better. Um, he's physically ready. He he takes charge. You know, he he leads. I mean, and that's that's the thing is he's he gets the ball out of his hand fast, good or bad, it's gone. You know, I mean, so you're not you're not worried about that. And, and you know, I had to get on to him one time the other day because now he's wanting to try and make plays and wait. And I'm like, dude, there's a clock in your head. It's got to go. You know, and and we've been on it, especially in certain situations. But um, he's worked hard to get to this point, too. You know, and he deserves an opportunity to run the show. I mean, he, he really does. He's, he's he's paid his dues everywhere he's been, and he's worked hard to get get this opportunity. And, and we need to see if he can. I mean, that's the biggest thing. And uh, we need to see what his skill set's going to bring to us and what his decision-making's going to bring. And then we got to kind of tailor things around that to, to help that offense out.
0: He's a heck of a story, really. I no, mean, you talk about a kid that has made the most of what he's of of his o- opportunity that he had academically. He's a fantastic – I mean, he is the poster child for student athlete, isn't he?
1: No, no question. I mean, the, the first time I, you know, we f- took the job and uh, we're sitting here in December, and and Drayton was leaving Old Dominion, and and I just hired Coach Pizzo. You know, we're sitting here, and, and Joe's like, "Hey, look here, the kids leaving Old Dominion. I recruited him out of high school." fantastic kid fantastic family you know and and when i had the opportunity to learn his story from old dominion getting two degrees in three years and and and, you know and he said him and his dad were sitting in my office and i said drayton you got a place to come because i want to be around people like you that's the biggest thing is and i told him i said whether you play it down here or not i'm good because you're the kind of people we need in this program around us and and making people better
0: you're going to travel with more this week since it's the a couple, only game couple more yeah we'll t- we'll
1: take a couple more and and than normal I mean half the time I have a hard enough time finding the 60 we normally take so you know we're gonna take a couple more hopefully and we, we got to get to Friday to take a couple more so that's that's the biggest thing
0: will you try to play more guys
1: if the game dictates that you know if we have to or if the game dictates that we will um but we're gonna see how it goes and we're gonna put the best people out there we can go play with I mean it's it in rec ball where everybody gets an inning right. and, and gets a trophy when it's over. Right. So we're, we're going we're gonna to try and do the best we can to go win it and, and figure that out. And if that means some guys – got to play some more to keep some guys ready for later on, we'll do that too. But, uh, you know, it just depends on how the game goes.
0: Who stood out to you these, these couple of weeks you guys have been on the field?
1: Uh, I think Ben Bruton has had a really good fall camp. Um, he's a little banged up right now. But I tell you what, he's the one that is – has grown the most since we've been here. And when I mean that, I mean mentally and physically and how hard he plays and how hard he takes care of things off the field. Um, Devontae Maxwell's gotten a little better this this offseason. I think he and Cole Strange have had some really, really good battles um, uh, in there. Chris James has had a good um, good fall camp. Um, watching those two backs come back you know, have, have been good. I think the addition of Geno Appleberry has helped us in the backfield tremendously. Phenomenal young man, uh, good football player, but just a phenomenal young man. Um, Cam Jones and Ty Beck have been solid. I'm trying to think of anybody else, you know, that just uh, excited to watch them freshman D linemen. I think we got a couple that could be pretty good. John Prince has done really well. Quay Wiggles has come a long way. Uh, You know, so I think those guys will help us. Brock Bethea has gotten better you know, as this whole deal's went on. So there's, there's a hand, I tell you, and I, I'll leave him out because me and Reggie usually go nose-to-nose nose about once a week and, and get after each other. But Reggie Henderson has gotten so much better since the end of last fall because, you know, we took him and he showed up here in August, wasn't in great shape. Not that he was in bad shape, wasn't in great shape. Been playing safety at Middle Tennessee for three years, and we had to trans, transform him into a wide receiver in about three weeks and uh, has worked really hard this offseason in getting better you know, and I'm excited to see Kenori McKinnon's actually done, done a lot better. So, and again, it just comes from those guys hadn't played those spots, you know, enough and in, in the reps they got in the, in the timing of things with Drayton and all that have gotten better. So, I, you know, I think we got a chance to have some good players and
0: good spots if they continue to work and do things. Tell us about Geno Appleberry because he's a guy, I guess, out of all of those guys you you just mentioned, he, he may be the one guy at a skill position that we as fans probably know the least about.
1: Yeah, Geno's a young man out of Atlanta, out of Westlake High School. Uh, we recruited him when I was at Georgia State, and he went to Western Kentucky and just wanted an opportunity to play. You know, just that backfield got a little more crowded there. They got a few more scholarships put in that backfield than we do, and and um, I think uh, he's a good mixture for us. Uh, we got a couple of guys that'll pound pound it up there in between the tackles and run hard. And then Gino's probably a step or two faster than those two. Uh, not that he won't run it. I mean, he's Gino's a tough kid. No, I mean he is a tough kid, but uh, has been everything we've asked of him and then some since he's been here. I mean, just. Great to be around, works hard in the classroom, works hard in the weight room, works hard on the football field. I really – that 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 running back room is one of my favorite places right now. I mean, just because of the type of people that are in it. And, and that's what makes that so exciting. They're good players, don't get me wrong, but there's better people in that room than people
0: realize. I've said all summer, uh, I think this defense has a chance to be really, really good. I'd, I'd really love to be able to see them go against Southern Conference competition but I think they've got a chance to be uh, to be really good. What do you want to see from them Saturday? I want to see us be in the right spots.
1: I mean, I, you know, defense. We've got good enough players defensively. If we don't give people things, we can make it hard. Um, I, I want to. I want to see us get lined up, defend ourselves by being in the right spots and making people beat us. That's that's part of and that's one thing I learned from Russ Usman. We were as simple as it ever was when he was here. And you have to line up and make offenses earn everything they get. You can't jump off sides, you can't bust a coverage, you can't leave a gap open. You gotta do your job. You gotta build a fence, do your job, run the football, and things will take take care of themselves. But that's the biggest thing is I want us to line up and do our jobs. You know, you once you do your job, then you go make a play. I don't want to hear a guy come off the sidelines and go, Coach, I was just trying to make a play. No, do your job first, then you make a play. If the ball shows up in the B-gap, you didn't make a play. You did your job. If you're supposed to be in the B-gap, that's doing your job. You, know, you make a play by winning in the B-gap and the ball's outside of you, and then you go make a play. Those are the things. It took us three or four games last year to grasp. And then once we did that, we actually ended up being okay. We weren't great, but we ended up being okay. We gave ourselves a chance to win football games, and that's the ultimate goal is to give yourself an opportunity to win football games.
0: Western Kentucky's pretty good, or has been in the past pretty good offensively. Clay Helton, an offensive guy. What do you see from them on film? They're big. They're,
1: they're going to be a little bigger than us up front, so they can they can lean on us if they need to. I don't think right now they've truly found an identity. They changed quarterbacks last week. Um they've tried to run the football and, and and that's with a grain of salt they've played good people i mean they you know they played Louisville lost to them they lost to Liberty who's 5 and 0 now 6 and 0 right now they beat middle uh they they lost to UAB and Marshall who i think are two of the top g5 programs this year, I mean, they're both five and one, four and one, whatever it is. So they played good people and good defenses too. Marshall and UAB are good on defense, so uh, I think they've had a hard time kind of honing in what they want to do to get things done. Um, it'll be interesting in what they do if both quarterbacks are healthy, because both of them are two different dynamics. Um, the I don't know how to say the kid's name, Pgrown or what, what, whatever the piggy or whatever they call him, the the first guy that started most of the year. He's a lot more athletic than than the young man that played Saturday different body frame different makeup um you know I think they'll try and run the football at us which to establish some things and establish they want to they want to run it and play action you you know right. and, and and that's the thing so we'll have our hands full they're they're good at the skill spots I think tight end was a leading receiver last week, so they're kind of finding a way to get him involved so uh it'll be it'll be hard because
0: it'll be a step faster and we got to get that figured out. Has it been tough to watch? Has it been tough to turn on the TV and know there's games being played and, and you guys aren't a part of that? You know,
1: it was tough two weekends ago. It was the first time I watched college football, truly watched college football. I mean, I would skimmed at it and done those kind of things, but uh, as long as baseball was on, <laughs> I was okay. As long, well, I'll say that. As long as the Braves were playing, I was okay. Uh,
0: but thank goodness you got a game this week, right? Well, no doubt,
1: right? <laughs> uh, but last weekend, it was hard. You know, we were we were out there scrimmaging uh, last weekend, and I wanted to be playing. I mean, I felt it. You know, that was the time I I, I, I truly felt like, man, we have to be playing this Saturday. Somehow, some way, we ought to you know figure it out. But, you know, you, you get what you got to deal with. What you got to deal with, and got to figure it out.
0: From an administrative standpoint, can you give us a little bit of a background, or maybe a little backstory about what all went into getting us to this point, to an actual game day? Uh, well, it, you know,
1: it's crazy because every day for about two weeks, it changed <laughs> what we were trying to do, how we were trying to get things done. Um, you know, and, and we finally came to, you know, after talking with Mark and, and him having, uh, conversations with the chancellor and the leadership team on campus and, and all that, we, we felt like we could do one and do it safely and give ourselves an opportunity to go play. Uh, I was not interested in, I mean, with no playoffs, none of that. I had no interest in going and playing Tennessee tech just to play. I I mean, that, that that did not interest me. And I, I don't know if I'd be any different if I was at group of five, if I didn't have a championship game to play for, and, you know, just, just to play football games. So, you know, and I, and talk to the kids, we went you know back and forth to the kids about this and, and figuring things out. And, um, you know, and they said, "Well, I said because we're going to practice one way or another. We're going to practice this fall. It's ha- that's happening. So at least if we practice, we got something at the end of it to look forward to, you know. And that's kind of how we came to it with the kids, and, and you know, and I, we sold that to to Mark and the folks on campus, and and they said if we can, and I and I, you know, the biggest thing was is I wanted it pushed back because either everybody was going to be playing or they weren't. You know, and mm-hmm. I didn't want—I didn't want to do it in the first of September and get canceled, and I didn't want to do it in the November. I said, you know, sometime towards the middle, if we can get it figured out, and Western will work with us. I think that'll work for us, and long term, I think that's the best thing we could have done for our program.
0: Did you worry about getting buy-in from the players, or were they pretty much were they bought in from the beginning, or did did you feel like you had to do a sales job on them? Well,
1: you know, when the season was talking about playing, then we got canceled. You know, and I think once I told him, I was like, hey, guys, we're going to practice. <laughs> you, you know, mine's changed a little bit then. Right. You, you know, because I'm like, no, nah, we're not going to go practice every day, you know, if we're not playing. But we, I said, "Well, we're, we're, if, if we play a game, we're going to have fall camp and then we're going to have game week, you know, and, and go about it doing that. I said, so that they all kind of changed. And in, in August, it was so much information or misinformation or, or whatever it was. Their heads were spinning all over this country, not just here in Chattanooga, right. but but all over this country. And they didn't know what decisions to make at that point in time. So um, once I told them I thought, you know, we were going to practice, let's go play a game and do it. And I believe if you asked each one up now, they'd go play more when yeah. it's all said and done. Because, you you know, you put the time and the work in, you want to go see what you can do.
0: Do you think there is any regret on the part of the conference of not trying to go ahead and play a fall season. Now that we've seen the group of five involved, there's some other FCS. the OVC's playing some games. Do you think there's any regret that they didn't try to move ahead with a fall season?
1: I, You know, I can't answer that for the rest of them. I, I know once a decision was made, you know, that's at that time, did we make it too early? I don't know. Should we waited? I don't know. You, you know, is it is it right? Is it wrong? I don't know. We had to deal with the information we had at the time, and that's you know that's that's what we had to deal with. Um, so I could you have played, maybe still got the same issues, right? You know, it's just a matter. It's it didn't happen in September, and it's and now it's October. Um, I'll be honest with you. It's with with what we have to do just to play this one. I don't know if I'd have made it <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, you, you know, because everybody's different there's not one uniform way of doing things um so so and so may have an advantage because he doesn't have to worry about keeping a guy out in, in um you know making georgia compared to chattanooga tennessee or charleston south carolina or or crap even johnson city you know right. I mean, everybody's different so um i think in the long run um we made the best decision for us and after that i can't concern myself with what the conference did you know we we've got an opportunity where we're doing and and the conference is a conference and 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 we'll deal with whatever we got to deal with
0: what does a spring season look like
1: hadn't seen anything officially so I don't uh it's still up in the air of how it's getting done when it's getting done what it looks like um you know i I don't know i, I I'll be honest with you you asked me that and I don't know what a spring season looks like I have no clue how to go about doing it because these guys are going to leave us November twenty first, and they're not coming back till January twentieth. So, and that's got nothing to do with football. That's got to do with why
0: they're here. That's school. Does a decision on the spring then a a roadmap at least for how we're going to get there and how it's going to happen? Does that have to come in the next four weeks before these guys leave?
1: Well, we've already seen it doesn't. It doesn't matter when it comes or when they started. I mean, they changed midstream and. And, and change some things up. Uh, all I know is fall of 2021 doesn't start in August. It starts January 1. Right. So if we're going to make fall of 2021 normal, we
0: got to look at how we're doing everything <laughs> before August. I'm probably going to ask you a question that's putting the cart before the horse, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You guys have a game against Kentucky next year in Lexington. Okay. As far as you know, is that game still on the schedule? As far as I know, i will be honest with you, I
1: haven't even looked at the schedule next year. So but yeah, as far as I know, I hadn't heard any any reasons to
0: believe it wouldn't be. Guys were essentially given a free year, right, from a from an eligibility standpoint this year. How many of those guys, how many of your seniors do you anticipate taking advantage of that and coming back?
1: Well, I think most uh, but Life changes things. You know, that's the thing. We'll have some guys decide not to, which is okay. Completely get it. Um, So, I mean, most of them, and I've talked to all of them at some point in time. We're in a unique place because Chattanooga is a good town. Uh, Once things do get back to normal, it's a great place to live and be. You know, it's a little different than, no offense, going to the – going to school at the Citadel or VMI and you, you know things like that these guys I think want to hang around and I think they I think they think we can be pretty good but you know just like we told them you know that team has changed since August to now there's people that life has taken out of that room and uh that's going to happen that's that's going to happen before we get to next fall and that's okay i mean that, that's just part of just part of what you got to deal with every day
0: how does that affect recruiting for that 2021 signing class?
1: Makes it interesting. You know, makes it interesting because you got guys. Fortunately, fortunately, we're in a pretty good shape. We've got some scholarships to offer. Uh, it won't affect us as much as it's going to affect some other folks because we're going to be able to sign a class and not have to worry about guys having to leave, not be here, be here. Uh, there are going to be some other folks and. Not this fall, but 2022, they're going to have to get back down to their original numbers. And I don't know. I mean, all you're doing is basically messing up two classes. So um, we got a plan for recruiting. I think we got a good plan for recruiting. We've, um, we've identified a bunch of guys. We've already got a couple commitments. And I, and I think we'll have an opportunity to have a pretty good class. But we're not going to go just sign guys if, if they're not one or two on the board. We're not taking them. We're going to wait and see what happens. And I think there'll be a few more guys left out there this go-round. Uh, than there were last year. So uh, hopefully we're patient and we do our homework and do our due diligence and bring good people in here.
0: A smaller signing class?
1: I think we signed, what, 15, 16 last year? Probably similar, maybe a couple less, you know. Uh, And, again, depends on if we have some seniors stay, go, you know. Uh, That's the thing. But I would say it's probably somewhere around there.
0: NCAA expected now, uh, according to reports that are out there to approve a one-time transfer in January. Is that a good thing for FCS football or a bad thing for FCS football?
1: I don't think you will see that really become an issue until a year and a half, two years from now um, because of the nature of everybody coming back for this year and then they have another year next year. It's that so that trickle down. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, what, what you're going to see is you're going to see a bunch of young guys leave from places if they do to go to places that have an opportunity to give them a scholarship, because now they're going to go, well, that junior's supposed to be a senior. Now he's still a junior and I'm still sitting behind him. That's what's that's, that's what you're going to see have happen. Uh, and he's got another year. So instead of me waiting behind him just one year and he's gone now, I got two more, I got to truly wait behind him. So, um, I, you know, we actually looked at the stats the other day. I think uh, in the last year in the Southern Conference, it was roughly 142 kids entered a transfer portal. I, and it's somewhere around only 24% of them actually landed somewhere. Wow. And we did that for the Southern Conference, the OVC, um, the Sun Belt, Conference USA, the SEC, and the ACC. So when you start doing the numbers and you start looking at it, it's not quite as glamorous and glorious as everybody thinks it is. So that's where I think kids are missing the boat. They don't understand the ramifications. You know, the market is kind of like the market gets set and then you fall where you fall. It's just like the draft. Right. I mean, that's, that's what it is. And kids, we, the NCAA is again, done a great thing by letting them have that opportunity to move. If they want to move, but I think they've done a poor job of educating them. And it's not our job to educate them on leaving our place. I don't, I don't believe in that.
0: Right. You know, so
1: it'll be interesting to see.
0: Last question. Appreciate the time. I know we've probably kept you longer than what you expected. But um, so you play Saturday, then what?
1: We still got some football stuff to do. You know, we go back into an eight-hour work week. Uh, We'll go back in the weight room for five hours a week, and then we'll go out on the football field through, you know, probably Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And we play some teams in this league we have to work at every year. You know, so there's some things we got to do. Because we can't wait a whole calendar year or whatever it is before we play them to understand what we have to do and such, situ- you know, and techniques and things like that. So we have to be a lot of time on the triple option, I guess. Yeah, uh, we <laughs> have to we have to spend some time on some things I would rather not spend time on. Uh, you know, I'd much rather rush the passer or play the zone, but those are things we have to work at. I mean, that's just part of our DNA at a place like this and a conference like we're in. And until those things change, that's what we got to do.
0: Coach, thanks, man. Good luck Saturday. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks to Coach Wright for giving us some time this week, and we'll keep our fingers crossed. We get more Mox football coming up soon. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review to Mox on the Mic. It's available on whatever your preferred podcast platform may be. Mox on the Mic is presented by Smart Bank. For our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth saying so long, everybody, and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review.